Well, hello everyone. Welcome back. This is This Savage Life. I am Sherry, and that handsome guy back there is Josh. We are your hosts. Um, and of course, this is This Savage Life, meaning if you're easily offended, this is probably not going to be the show for you. We talk about anything, everything, offensive. You never know what's going to come out of our mouths. What's going on here? Yeah, what's going on here? Okay, so tonight we've actually um, been working on some things. And uh, since we're coming up on Halloween, we're going to talk about one of everybody's favorite Halloween characters. Vampires. So, I know some of you guys out there may be believe in vampires some of you do not believe in vampires um to each their own is what i say um but we are going to kind of look at some of the vampires over time including the one that started it all vlad tepes otherwise known as dracula um and we're going to look at some of the sparkly ones too no sparkly ones. Those aren't real vampires. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're going to start with the one that started it all. Vlad Tepes. Um, otherwise, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Vlad the Impaler. He was called Vlad the Impaler for a reason. When he went to battle against his enemies, he would impale his enemies and leave them impaled in the air on a huge spear. Um, and there would be, you know, I'm, I'm sure he didn't do it all by himself, but there would be bodies, like a field of bodies, just impaled in the air. And it is also said that is possible that um he also ate parts of these bodies to consume his enemies whether or not that's actually true i don't so know jeffrey Dahmerdom? Mm. i think back then um a lot of the cannibal things that you hear about was more to consume their power um, oh my god you guys are so disgusting <laughs> i know right but, um, so, of course, Vlad was the first. He was um, one of the most ruthless people. When, when it comes to wars and things like that, Vlad was one of the most ruthless. Um, of course, I know some of you have seen movies about his life and things like that but let me tell you if you ever really dig into the history of what happened to him when he was a teenager he was ripped from his family raised by you know um his enemy's families or not really the enemy but you know um the most unsettling fact about Dracula's uh, 
life is that we're talking about something that happened hundreds of years ago and everybody's got their opinions on his life um of course historians go back and say one thing and then you'll have another historian go back and say no that didn't happen um it's the same with his tomb you've got some that say his tomb is in one place and others that say no we don't think it's there we think he's actually buried over here um which i just learned recently that they actually believe that they found another place where he's possibly buried because the grave actually has the um Tepe's family the dracula family um crest on it i guess you would call it um but there are still statues uh of vlad um in romania today um and if you ever go to romania they love to talk about it they love to celebrate it um there's shops there that um sell memorabilia and stuff as far as that goes um so when you look at vampires over time it all started with lead then it hits hollywood and of course hollywood glamorizes the vampires starting with uh, i think it was 1931 dracula um i, I believe that's when it bella lugosi um i want to say was the first movie first in the movies so um okay so we're going to do something a little different let's uh who would win a fight basically between movie dracula hollywood dracula or the real dracula um when you look at in terms of age the movie dracula is what 80 years old and vlad tepes was born 1431 um so yeah and he never dies so he's five centuries old and he never dies anyways the one in the the movies they always get staked and die so I mean, this is just how it goes. If you ever uh, want to be a vampire, don't don't become a movie vampire because you will get staked and die. Um, he was born in Transylvania. Uh, of course, the movie vampires love the luxury of a coffin, while uh, the real Vlad preferred luxurious. Targovist Palace, which is south of Transylvania. Um, yeah, no one wants to lay in a box. Huh? Said, so, well, yeah, no one wants to lay in a box. Well, they do in the movies. Well, that's the <laughs> movies. Um, usually in the movies, you'll see them with about four victims, average. Uh, the real one, of course, tens of thousands. Remember, he was called Vlad the Impaler. Um, favorite weapons, of course, in the movie, they use their teeth. And the real one used a six-foot wooden spear to yeah. impel his victims. Um, fashion statement, the Hollywood Dracula, black cape, tuxedo, some kind of pretty little amulet. 
you know, that's pretty in the teeth. Um, the real one crowns, helmets, and impenetrable armor. Um, title count in the movies, he's a count. Uh, in real life, Vlad was called um, Bovoide, which is warrior prince. Yeah, he was the prince of Romania. Mm -hmm. um, in the movies, he can fly, but of course, the real one could not fly. So, when you look at him from that, he has an advantage. Because the ones that can fly have an advantage. Um, can he fight? The ones in the movies, usually, you don't see him fighting. Um, and obviously, for the real one, ten th thousands of victims, yeah, I would say he could fight. Uh, weakness, usually in the movies, allergic to garlic, sunlight, wooden stakes. Uh, the real one, um, although he ruled with an iron fist, Vlad was all thumbs when it came to politics and peacekeeping. So he really didn't engage in the politics and peacekeeping portion of you know, well, of course not. He was too busy stabbing folks. <laughs> he was he was uh, escalating that body count. Yeah, there will be no peace. Enemies, Prepare for war. Okay, in the movies, we all know Abraham von Helsing is the mortal enemy, or he's um, the vampire slayer. Yeah. Or any vampire hunter, for that matter, is the enemy for the Hollywood <clears throat> ones. Now, in real life, Vlad's enemies were Hungry, Turkey, and even Vlad's own brother, Radu the Handsome. Radu the Handsome wanted, of course... Um, Never heard of him. Radu is Vlad's brother. And, of course, anytime you have two boys and a throne, well, unless you're Prince William and Prince Harry, then you have uh, pretty much a, I don't want to call it a, a war between brothers. I mean, it kind of is. And even with them, there's obviously some sort of disagreement going on i guess you would call yeah. it well there's a power struggle because they're yeah. they're essentially royalty so yeah one of them wants to be the leader yeah and usually the, the second one is the one that's jealous and things like that which i don't know if that's the case with harry so shh, don't sue me <laughs> but um there, there's a okay. yeah there's a struggle with them but he more wants out of the royal family that's i mean you're born that way you're born royal you know um okay so on being a vampire hunter central european tradition is very specific when it comes to identifying a vampire's grave obtain a young male horse <laughs> that didn't start out so well did it uh, obtain a young male horse its hide must be as black as the blackest ocean. Guide the horse through the graveyard. Over one grave, the horse shall refuse to pass. Summon additional villagers for backup. You're going to need all the help you can get and begin digging. Above all else, remember the daylight suits your mission best, as the vampire may be making house calls by moonlight. 
So that's how they did it back in the old days. They okay. would take a horse and walk it over a grave. So you, you just said a, a black horse, right? Yes. As right. black as the blackest oceans. So there's another Romanian legend. Okay. To find a vampire's grave, you'll need a seven-year-old boy and a white horse. The boy should be dressed in white, placed upon the horse, and the pair set loose in a graveyard at midday. Watch the horse wander around, and whichever grave it's nearest, the horse, when it finally stops, is a vampire's grave. Or it might have just found something edible nearby. Take your pick, is what it says. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go so sacrifice a yeah. seven-year-old. <laughs> so there's different, uh, I guess, yeah. lore back then, because this, this Romanian legend says you needed a seven-year-old boy and a white horse. So... Yeah, and I mean, first of all, I'm not going to sacrifice my seven-year-old. Yeah. I'm not going to dress him in white and walk him over to a grave. <laughs> no, you just turn him loose on the horse, and the horse takes him wherever. Um, yeah, crazy. No. Uh, um, now, on being a vampire, um, whether you're Bulgarian, Ubor, or West Indian Lugarup, you are never alone. Vampire folklore has existed around the globe for many centuries. The earliest known vampire is depicted in Babylonian artwork that's 2,300 years old. Sadly, you probably won't bump into that vampire today. Even in that ancient image, the poor, defenseless bloodsucker was being threatened by a man, old vampire hunter with a stake. Now, vampires rule. Sure, anybody can tell you that, but have you ever noticed that vampires obey a lot of rules, too? There's a lot of rules when it comes to being a vampire. Never play outside after sunrise. No yummy Italian dishes. Too much garlic. <laughs> you will find yourself a garlic shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, hide your fangs from humans except during meals, and ask a friend to comb your hair. Mirrors won't work. <laughs> now, I never understood the whole reflection in the mirror thing. So why would you go invisible? I mean, that, that kind of doesn't make sense. I don't know what that, <laughs> what that is, but um, to add to finding a vampire also in the middle ages um, potential revenants could be identified at birth hmm. usually by someone or by some abnormal 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 abnormality there you go <laughs> words of hard some defect uh, as like if a child was born with teeth, mm -hmm. uh, similar suspicions of children born with an extra nipple in Romania with a lack of cartilage in the nose or a split lower lip. I think the, uh, Russia, the extra nipple thing, usually that applies to witches. Well, uh, in Russia, when a child's born with a red call, or amniotic membrane covering its head. Mm -hmm. uh, this was regarded throughout much of Europe as a presumptive evidence 
that it is destined to return from the dead. Such minor, minor deformities were looked upon as evil omens at the time. So they're saying possibly anybody, any, any child born with these defects um, had, a, had a bad omen about them and could potentially return from the dead. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so I'm going to real quick while you're talking, I'm going to throw. Okay. Well, then other beliefs uh, in vampires stem from the superstition and the mistaken assumption about postmortem decay. Uh, the first record at recorded accounts of vampires follow a consistent pattern. Some unexplained misfortune would befall a person, family, or town, perhaps a drought, dried up crops, or an infectious disease struck. Uh, before science could explain weather patterns and germ theory and uh, any bad event for which this was not an obvious cause might be blamed on a vampire. Vampires were one easy answer to the age-old question of why bad things happen to good people. So now, when something bad happens to you, you just blame it on vampires. Now, I guess. So we can we can just blame blame Dracula. Uh, but villagers would combine their beliefs with something that had cursed them with fear of the dead, and concluded that perhaps the recently deceased might be responsible for, for having come back from the graves with evil intent. Uh, so graves were unearthed and surprised villagers often mistook ordinary decomposition process for supernatural phenomenon. Uh, for example, uh, though lay people might assume that a body would decompose immediately, if the coffin is well sealed and buried in winter, uh, putrefaction might be delayed by weeks. Um, uh, or or even months. So uh, intestinal decomposition creates a bloating, which can force blood into the mouth, making it look like a dead body had recently sucked blood. Uh, these processes are well understood by modern doctors and morticians, but in medieval Europe, um, these were taken as unmistakable signs that vampires were real and existed among them. So, you know, they thought their uh, deceased were coming back from the dead and essentially, uh, I guess, cursing them so they didn't have crops or whatever was going on or something bad happened in their village and they would go dig them up to see and notice these, you know, strange things, but, you know, are not really strange. It's just decomposition. And come back and be like, oh, no, he came out and sucked somebody's blood last night. He rose from the dead. So, yeah, there's different, different things and theories on, on yeah. how. Well, and you know. Um, what's a vampire? Kind of like, um, I guess, with everything. There's people that still to this day believe those traditions and stuff. Um, it's kind of like that with pretty much everything. Yeah. But like some people in Romania and around the areas, they still believe 
um, some of these traditions that you're talking about. Um, even though we have things like forensics that can tell you everything and turn it into a scientific answer yeah. and have well, an answer for everything. They didn't have the science back then, so right. they let their their minds run wild. Yeah. They were out there, you know, just trying to explain it away on something else, you know, and everybody's just going on here. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so the person on the screen, that is the man who started it all. His name is Vlad Tepes, otherwise known as Dracula. So that is what he looks like. He kind of has that look like, you know. He's a strange-looking villain. He is a strange-looking villain, but he looks like a little bitty tiny man. He doesn't look like, you know, I don't know if it's just the way they painted him or what, but. Yeah, there's no telling. He does not look like a, a big dude at all. He looks like a tiny little man, like someone you would see from back in that day that was sickly or something like that. But Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was just small. He but, was a um, little fella. But, yeah, so, um, um, the little guy. He's got a killer mustache, though. Yeah. He does have a killer mustache. I mean, it goes halfway across he's his got face. A, he's got a big old push broom on his face. And some long, curly hair. Okay, so here's some little, uh, I don't know, some little bat facts, just for fun. Um, vampire bats are creatures that really do feed on blood. This impolite habit is called hematophagy. Hem oh my God. What? Hematophagy. I'll get down in just a minute. <laughs> um, only three bat species feed on blood. The common vampire bat, the hairy-legged vampire bats. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Um, and the white-winged vampire bat. Those three actually are the only three that feed on blood. No other bats do. Now they might bite you. We see them flying around all the time. Out yeah. Here. Um, vampire bats typically feed at night. A single bat can drink its own weight in blood yeah first enough for sustenance but not enough to actually kill the host yeah and then uh their bat spit contains a substance that prevents a victim's blood from clotting too fast yeah the name of the stuff substance draculin draculin yeah so uh did that come first well no science wasn't around back then so yeah yeah, so, I mean, but... They probably didn't know what a vampire bat was. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this wasn't just something that was going on in Romania. It was also something that vamp uh, vampires were, like, a big deal in New England um, and pretty much all over the world. Everybody carried these traditions. And, you know, there was, like, these big, long trade routes, like the Silk Road and so forth. and they would go to these places to trade and hear these stories and then take them back to where they're from 
And then these people would be like, oh my God, I think I saw something like this. Next thing you know, you've got vampire frenzy in New England. So it's not something that just was in Romania, Transylvania, you know, anywhere around there, but it was also carried like everywhere. And now you have the vampire phenomenon. You have all these people out there who wish they were vampires. I don't know if it's the immortality or um, if they just think it's cool or, you know, what the deal is. But you got all these people now that, well, I guess, it, I guess you can crop some of it up to some of these movies that they've come out with. Because um, when you look at how they account for Dracula in some of the older movies, it's not as glamorized as it is in the newer movies. Yeah. You go from having Dracula and kind of a telling of what happened back in old Romania and so forth to Edward Cullen, who sparkles in the daylight. So, um, yeah. and of course, you had, you had Bram Stoker's Dracula, and he, I mean, he was old, but he was decrepit man, but yeah. But that one, I think, was really good. Um, um, well, that's the best vampire movie there is. Well, it's one if of you're the talking, best. Well, the best Dracula. Yeah, the best movie. Dracula. Now, if we're talking about all vampires... Um, well, for sure ain't no damn Twilight vampires. <laughs> I have to say, and this may come as no surprise, but I'll eventually get it up. Hang on. Um, this may come as no surprise, but one of my favorite ones is these guys. There we go. Is it, is it showing now? <laughs> I don't know what's going on tonight, but um, I think the job that Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt did on making that movie almost made it seem more believable. Of course, they did glamorize it. That's just part of it. But um, if you want to portray the difference between I don't know, your stereotypical vampire, bloodsucker, don't care, you know, blah, blah. That's going to be your Tom Cruise character in this movie. And then if you, you want to compare it to the one who still hangs on to their humanity, that's going to be Louis, Brad Pitt. Now, I do know that Brad Pitt said he did not like making this movie at all. Because he did not like having to be out at night all the time. All the, a lot of the recording was done, or recording. <laughs> yeah, a lot filming. of the film shooting was done um, at night. And he did not like that. The conditions, he said, was just miserable because of the, you know, makeup and 
everything else. But regardless right. of how he felt about it, he did a good job. I think he did. Yeah. I mean, better than... <laughs> okay. This yeah. is better than some of these other ones, for reals. Yeah. Interview with the Vampire is a good one. I think that's on everybody's top vampires. Yeah. I, I would say so, too. Um that one and uh queen of the damned i know a lot of people said that they didn't care for Aaliyah's acting but i thought she did good well i really didn't care about Aaliyah. it was more um the music for me for that one because it was scored by jonathan davis so yeah and but yeah, the stat was cool on that one. And here, Josh. and I never watched any of like the the TV show. This one's just ones, for really. you. I didn't watch uh, like True Blood or The Vampire Diaries. So I saw some of The Vampire Diaries with you. There's a little sparkly. <laughs> There's not a vampire. You can't go out in the daylight. <laughs> There's your sparkler right there. Yeah. You're not supposed to be able to go out in the daylight. You're not no. a daywalker. The only daywalker is Blade. <laughs> Wait, but, you know, the movies weren't that bad. But I don't remember them too the, much, but the, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of sparkly vampires. Yeah, I mean, I think they took it a little too far, making I mean, them sparkle in the was, daylight. It was a tween girl flick, so... It was to appeal to them, not to me. So mm. if you like it, you like it. But I never finished it. I don't know how it ended. I don't know who ended up with who. So. But yeah. Um, Sparkle. Sparkle Boy. <laughs> not not a real vampire. Um, and then. You got. Let's see. Uh, the Underworld. Mm-hmm. series of vampires they're pretty good i like I, those i was a, i was a fan of the first one and the other one just tended to repeat but that was a pretty good one i like that one um and the werewolves the lichens were were good in that too yeah good portrayal of of them uh better than team jacob king jacob Jacob. Twilight, the werewolves. Yeah, you lost me. Yeah, better than them because those weren't cool either. Uh, so yeah, they can. Twilight can keep all theirs. I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Underworld, good ones. Then you got um, the Lost Boys. Yeah, those are probably my favorite vampires. Now, the Lost Boys one, even though it was still, I don't know, but that was in the 90s when, no, it you was know. No, the 80s. Oh, 80s, yes. 80s. When there wasn't, me, still me, wasn't a lot of graphic. Don't make, it, don't make me be alive. Huh? I said, hold on. Yeah, from 87. Okay, but there still wasn't a lot of, um, I don't know. I think they did a really good job. The movie was awesome. 
And it's another one of those movies that, like, a lot of these people out there have told me that that movie, Interview with the Vampire, Dracula, um, Queen of the Dam, movies like those are the movies yeah. that make them want to be Yeah, because those focus on the life, the life of the vampire, mm-hmm. as where as... Lost Boys was more about, you know, the, the mystery of vampires in Santa Carla and all these people were dying and uh, or coming up missing. But yeah, yeah, it was more of the, the, the horror movie type situation. That's yeah. where and those three series focus more on the life of those vampires and made it more of a appealing story to everyone so then you got the people that are out there drinking blood and getting the dental implants so they have fangs and you know think that they're actually vampires and yeah and you know it's more of now we've been to new orleans yes i've been seven times I've been with you twice. Yeah. Um, And now there are people down there um, that consider themselves vampires. Not the immortal kind. But some of them feel like they need to drink blood. They identify as a vampire. Yes, they identify as a vampire. Some of them are... um, they uh i don't want to say take your energy but they feed off of energy um and the others feed off of blood uh now i want to say this for myself if i was a real vampire and immortal sure i'll drink the shit out of anybody's blood whoever i needed to to survive you're a goner yeah (laughs) you're a goner that's all there is to it but not immortal Man, you gotta get tested before I'm gonna drink your blood. Yeah. 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 But if I'm immortal, but if I'm, immortal I'm, I'm, I'm ripping yeah. throats. Now, the other interview with the vampire TV series that oh. was was that was on AMC. That one was pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah. That um, one was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. They were ripping throats in that one. I like the gore, though. Yeah, it was it was good. I liked it. Yeah, and they they twisted the characters around and stuff to make it get more modern. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you haven't seen it. Uh, this is going to be a spoiler alert. <laughs> if you have not seen it, you need to see it. Um, they have instead of you, you know an interview with a vampire. Lestat has that love for Louie. Yeah. (laughs) Lestat has that love for Louie, that obsession, that longing. He needs Louie in his life. Well, they keep in the series. Yeah. Um, The guys, Louie and Lestat, are... Fuck me in my ass, man. Louis and Lestat are together. So, spoiler alert. But you do yeah. need... It is good. It's really good. Wow, 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 
but they did take the characters and instead of them just wanting it him wanting him they actually put them together in the series so check it out it it really is good though yeah now and then the girl is a little bit older she's more of a teenager Um, claudia and in in the tv show because wasn't the girl in the movie a little bit younger yeah she was young very yeah, young. she was like 10 or whatever this one's more of a teenager so you get to deal with all her teenage angst drama whatever, yeah. yeah so oh my goodness i'm gonna have to rewatch that it's yeah but we, i don't know if we ever got to finish it because we didn't uh i don't well i think we finished this the first season but i don't uh, i don't know when it comes back on yeah. we'll have to get amc back to to watch it yeah um now, another thing, um, you can actually buy original vampire kits from that they used, you know, back in the day. Um, these things go for anywhere from $12,000 to up. And, and what you're getting, you're getting like a little crucifix, some, some oils and stuff like that. Um a, one of them has a gun. Um, it has garlic powder with wooden stakes. Basically, you're getting a a, a Van Helsing kit. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Basically, that's what you're getting. A Van Helsing kit. Um. But. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Buffy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? Actually, I was gonna say something about Buffy a while ago. Um. I didn't. I never saw the TV show or anything. I yeah, saw the like movie, but I never saw the show. Buffy Sun, Buffy Summers, better known as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, might have been named after a Montague Summers, an expert monster chaser who wrote such helpful texts as the Vampire, his kith and kin. Yeah. So, um, I'm guessing that they named the character after an actual vampire hunter. Just a little, did you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then also, uh, before there was a time when vampires didn't sparkle in the daylight or give interviews to Christian Slater, they were menacing undead and were to best be avoided. Um, You had Nosferatu. 1922 vampire mm-hmm. movie which apparently is still uh, haunting mm. today well in dracula I mean, they on. refer to nosferatu as well if you're not oh my god i love anthony hopkins if you're not uh <laughs> not watching you're not gonna see this but you can all google the old nosferatu but look at this dude that's a vampire Oh, yeah. Yep, that's one of the uh, first original ones. Yep. Um, I mean, in 1922, they were doing pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and look at that makeup. I mean, you're talking about the 1920s, and that makeup looks like something that they would do today. Yeah. Maybe a little more in-depth, but, I mean, the makeup looked really good for, you yeah. know. 
Just think back then that was super terrifying to see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think and it now they been. sparkle. Yeah, and mm-hmm. <laughs> now they sparkle. Um, and I thought I saw something about, I don't know. I thought I saw something about a new vampire show coming out. Mm. Oh, that's the other one that I really, really liked. The originals. Yeah, yeah, you watch the originals and you watch the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, well, you watch the Vampire Diaries and then the originals, basically, is how the order goes. But I liked the originals far better than I liked the Vampire Diaries. I wish they would come back. I love Elijah. He's got that cool, cool cat demeanor. And then you've got Niklas, that chaotic vampire that everybody loves, gets into trouble. And then you got Rebecca, the sassy little. I love her too. Yeah. But uh, I, I caught some of that when you were watching it. And uh, yeah, there's a few of them. I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. Now, Niklaus was a I hybrid. I think that's the one. He was part vampire, part <clears throat> werewolf. Now, him and Haley have a child. And because Niklaus's mother was a witch. Their child ends up being a tribid, tribrid, which werewolf, vampire. But she has to trigger the curses and blah, blah, blah. So basically, she has to kill someone to become a, a, a werewolf. And then she has to die to become a vampire. Yeah. But anyways, Niklaus, I think, was the best damn hybrid I've ever seen in any movie. I mean, there's... in the I think it's season one there's one of the episodes where they chain him up and they think like 100 200 vampires are going to beat the crap out of him and lock him in a box for 100 years or whatever and he just oh my god when he raises his head and you see his eyes and it's, it's like oh shit y'all are in trouble now <laughs> but yeah it's one of my favorite parts but i love that show those were definitely they weren't uh they weren't sparklers or anything like that, but they um, were able to walk around in the daylight because they had daylight rings. If it weren't for the witches making them daylight rings, they would, of course, been stuck to the night. Whatever. What? That was a good one, daylight too. Daylight rings. Shh. I got my daylight ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is kind of because if you think about well, it, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Right yeah, now. <laughs> is it really? Oh, we're, well. we're night but people. He, oh, you said your that dude was a hybrid. There's a, only there's only one hybrid. Who? Blade. Oh my gosh. He's the true daywalker. No. Yeah. The the what's his name on Blade? Blade would would take out all of them. Underworld. When her and him have a kid, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that child is something else. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, well, he ends up being a hybrid himself. Yeah, he becomes a hybrid because he he's got the blood that can, hybrid. Yeah, he's pretty badass. But but then she gets the real or immortality, and she 
I don't know. Yeah. They took vampires from being a simple blood-sucking vampire to yeah. being... That one got pretty complicated with <laughs> everything that was going on. And of course, then they, you know, you were going so far, and then they prequeled and showed the lichen side of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, there's a lot to do there. But, yeah. Michael was a pretty cool hybrid. Yeah. And the little girl. I mean, I was hoping they would come out with another episode to kind of shake things up a little more since she was a hybrid, but I haven't yeah. heard, seen anything. But I do know, and this is completely off topic, but they are talking about um, another Lord of the Rings movies. So if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, which I am. What the hell are you going to talk about now? Huh? What? What are they going to have a movie about? I don't know. Um, now, I haven't read all the books. I don't have time to sit around and read. Usually when I watch movies, I'm also working or doing schoolwork or something. I can't read because of all Big words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that too. But, um, from what I'm understanding is set to come out December of 2024. I'm not sure... I don't know. Let me look. I want to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I know that Ring of Power, Rings of Power show on uh, Amazon will probably be coming back out again. So there's that. Yeah, I'm so ready for. But <clears throat> the it's okay. From what I'm seeing, it's called the War of Rohirrim. Which Rohirrim would be, um, shit. My brain just went dead. The Horse Lords. Okay. <laughs> King Theoden's Land. There yeah, we go. I, okay, I so the there that's the Rohirrim. So. Cool. Um. Let's see. Okay, go. Cool. Go ahead and beat a dead horse. Uh, get it. Okay, there's beat a dead horse. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Okay, in August 2023, Warner Brothers pushed back the release of the new movie from April to December 2024. Um, of course, that's got to do with the dang strike because actors mm-hmm. don't make enough money. No, it's the writers. The writers are striking. Actors too. Yeah, but it's it started with the writers. Um, actors are joining in solidarity. Let's see. It sounds like the War of the Rohirrim will be worth the wait, at least because Annecy Film Festival in June 2023, an exclusive first look was screened, and the first reactions were very positive. While hmm. we wait for The Rings of Power Season 2, the prequel film is set nearly 200 years before The Two Towers. And tells the tale of the legendary helm Hammerhead. Hammerhand. Hammerhand? Yes. The War of the Rohirrim was announced in June 2021. Um, I don't guess they got a trailer for it or anything. Uh, let's see. Well, too 
people just have to look it up and watch it. Who will be in the Lord of the Rings? Okay, so it looks like um, the Lord of the Rings OG trilogy star Miranda Otto, who was not Arwen, Eowyn, the blonde that wanted Aragorn. Remember? She was uh, the niece of King Theoden, the blonde. And she wanted Aragorn, but of course he was in love with Arwen. With the pilot. I know their names sound the same. <laughs> um, so she is actually, from what it looks like, she will be reprising her role. Um, joining them are Gaia Wise's Hera, the daughter of Helm, who helps defend their people. Luke Pascalino as Wolf, the ruthless leader of the Dunlindlings, words are hard, who seeks revenge against Rohan for the death of his father, Freyka. Um, yeah, I don't see any other so far that was in the previous ones. But anyways, that's completely off topic from vampires. I just was really excited because I've been wanting a new Lord of the Rings to come out. Um, obviously, if you're a fan of those movies, which I really am, I think they're all really good. A lot of time, effort on the actor's part, the writer's part, everybody. So, um, and if you're not, well, it's not your cup of tea. But it's still mine, so I'm still going to talk about it. So, anyways, back to vampires. <laughs> the bloodsuckers. The bloodsuckers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, when you look back at the history of the vampires, it all starts with Vlad Tippies. And even though he wasn't this immortal person, now, this is something else I was going to bring up and not just... My brain's scattered tonight. Have you seen all these comments about Nicolas Cage possibly being a vampire because they found a picture of someone from way back when that looks exactly like him? Yeah. Well, maybe not a vampire, but I've heard that possibly a time traveler. Hmm. Because they that photo looks like him from way back when. But also, Nicolas Cage just played a vampire in that movie. What is that movie? Um, who, uh, it's it's named after the dude. Uh, Renfield. Renfield. Okay. It's more of a a comedy, I think. Okay, I'm gonna show this real quick. Just Don't show watch you it I'm, now on Peacock. Show you what I'm talking about. So yeah, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula. So Renfield is the tortured aide of his narcissistic boss. 
and is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he is ready to see if there is a life outside of the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. Yeah, so if you look at these pictures right here, that's what I'm talking about. This old picture, which I know some people said, oh, that's just Nicolas Cage superimposed or um, I don't know. a million other theories. But then, like Josh said, you know, some people think he's a time traveler. Some people think he's a vampire and he's immortal. Um, and I do know because, again, my trips to New Orleans, he actually, his... Um, his burial place is in New Orleans in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, and it's actually in the shape of a pyramid. And it's the only one that's in the shape of a pyramid. So if you ever go and you get to check out St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, look for the pyramid. That's where he'll be buried one day, if he's not immortal. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but yeah you that can picture, see, yeah, does, I mean, they definitely could be related. Yeah. I mean, and that's the first thing that comes to my mind, is there's probably somebody that he may be related to, because they do look just alike. Mm -hmm. Same eyebrow, lowering um, mouth. Yeah, the that, nose, the mouth, the ears. I mean, yeah, it looks yeah. just like them. Yeah, so, I mean. The eye shape. Mm-hmm. So is he a vampire? Maybe. <laughs> is he a time traveler? Well, if he's immortal, then yes, he has traveled time. Yeah, I don't think he's a vampire. I really, but it is kind of, he's got all these ties to New Orleans and yeah, all this. If, you, if you've never seen Nicolas Cage's movies that, he does a lot of the producing and all that on himself. They're kind of out there. They're good, but they're out there. Remember that one we watched where they got a, he got attacked by all the doll uh, life size the animatronics. Yeah, he um, said he said nothing in that whole movie. Yeah, he kicked some uh, ass though. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forget the name of it. Something about uh, Willy's Wonderland or yeah. something like that. I mean, he's got some, some pretty out there stuff. And then, of I mean, course, his ties to New Orleans. And New a, Orleans is known as the really creepy place to be. Yeah, they got vampire stories down there. Yeah. And, I mean, like, most of the vampire shows and movies are... Partially filmed there. Partially filmed there or, you know, there. The mm -hmm. interview with the vampire, that's where they were, was New Orleans. Yeah, some of the time, yeah. And the originals, um, most of the originals was actually filmed in either Georgia or Alabama. But, of course, they do have those famous scenes um, in New Orleans at some of the hotels and the one where they're standing in the middle of the road, uh, Klaus and Cammy. I actually went to that exact spot and got pictures of it. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But are they real? We don't know. We don't care. <laughs> Not unless they're gonna come make us immortal. 
Yeah. And then if they do, there's going to be th- some throat ripping going on. Yeah, I'm ripping throats. <laughs> Especially those of you I don't like. Yeah, so I'm going to be coming. Guess who? <laughs> ripping your throats. <laughs> Guess who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ripping throats. All right, well. That's all the nonsense we got for that's, tonight. That's all we got on, on vampires. And other stuff. Because I randomly go left. Yeah, we got, we touched on some Lord of the Rings. Oh, couldn't help it. So, yeah. Go watch some vampire movies because we're we're officially now in October. In October, hey. so it's spooky season. My favorite so time of year. Go watch your vampire movies and all the other cool horror movies. Uh, Ex- oh, the new Exorcist is yeah, coming the out. The new too. Exorcist is coming out coming up this weekend. So uh, the new Saw just came out. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. So if you get to see those. We'll talk about all that on here. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to see that new Exorcist movie because uh, it looks really good. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about seeing it. And and of course, you know, Jeffrey was a big fan of The Exorcist too. So we gotta <laughs> gotta pay homage. You and your Jeffrey. So yeah, oh Jeffrey. Fuck with my ass, man. <laughs> Oh, yep. Oh, my God, you guys are so disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, we are. We know. Well, I guess that concludes this episode of The Savage Life. And uh, remember to like, subscribe, follow on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a TikTok that's got nothing on it. Uh, Spotify. Yeah. This Savage Life podcast on pretty much everything. This Savage Life podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe. Um, you know, follow on all the things. Send us a message. Talk to us. Um, have a conversation about vampires. Come defend your precious, precious Edward to me. <laughs> don't, don't. It um, won't go well for you, no. I promise. No. Yeah, do all that, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Peace. All the... Uh... Oh, one more thing. One more thing. What? Oh, here we go. Bikes! Bikes. I'm just playing with stuff. What? What? All right. Take it easy. Later.